This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. All right, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, and today is January 1st. Happy New Year 2020, right? 2022. 2022. That's all I'm saying if you're paying attention over there. <laughs> what year are we in, Bob? Right? So happy new year to everybody. We want to definitely say it's been a great 2021. And so this year, we're excited, aren't we, Terry, about what do you think's the biggest thing that we're going to see in 2022? The biggest thing? Yeah. What do you predict? Anything. Could be anything. What do you want to happen so, in 2022? So as far as business or as far as anything? It can be anything. What's on your bucket list for 2022? Wow, my bucket list is to get back into traveling. Uh, I haven't been on a plane in two years and uh, been trying to look to, you know, so that's my bucket list for, and, and not a bucket list, but that's my yeah, big thing. That's my goal is travel a little bit more, uh, still be very careful, uh, but get back into traveling. Mary Susan, I love the traveling. Um, you know, all three of our children are grown, they're on their own, so. We can do it, and with nobody in college, we can all we can now actually afford it a little better <laughs> than we could time. before. But um, my goal is to get back to Ireland in 2022. That's awesome. And as you know, today's day. Well, Jeremy, first five more minutes. I'm jumping in the vehicle with our boys and heading to Vail, Colorado. So. We're going to have a nice, safe trip and lots of snow we're praying for for this ski trip. So it's going to be a good time. So I'm doing it right now. I don't want to wait. We can't wait no more. We want to get out where the snow is. So, all right, let's get into today's program. We once again want to thank everybody for listening here on WFMD. And um, and uh, we are here for you. That's the whole thing is have a heart of a teacher, Terry, and to be an assistant help. And I do want to thank, you know, all of those this last year that have reached out. It's been many to do loans, to be able to help buy and sell. And um, it's just really cool. You know, it, it's really gratifying to have so many people say that, man, we, we, we didn't know a lot. We knew some agents. We didn't know some agents. We thought we knew some things. We didn't know. And then all of a sudden started listening to your program this last year. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's a voice of really being on the pulse of this and really bringing real-time stuff that's going to basically be helping everybody be armed and dangerous to get to what they want and reach their goals. So thoughts on that? Well, uh, I I think the proof is in the pudding. You and I are entering our fifth year, or we're already in our fifth year. Our five-year anniversary is going to be coming up. I don't know the exact date, but it's in the spring. And uh, it'll be five years of doing the show, and we've had a great run and thoroughly enjoy it. And um, and I enjoy uh, doing what I love to do, and that's give people information. I love to tell people what's going on in the market. Um, you know, I, I follow this stuff. Uh, I sleep, eat, and drink the market. So it's all... Um, so it's great to be able to have a, a soapbox here, yeah. Um, and it can't believe that we're almost five years into this program. So, yeah. thanks for keeping me on as a partner. You uh, too. I enjoy being your sidekick, and I think we've done <laughs> some good things. Yeah, and you too. You've helped a lot of uh, a lot of our buyers weed through the complexities of. Um, you know, and the and the proof also is the testimony of them getting the keys and the and the financing in place and all that, and um, being able to 
be thankful and grateful for the heart of a teacher of you guys and your team and everybody has and stuff like that. So even down to commercial loans, you know, I'm still working with those guys that are still wanting to do a commercial loan. We're still looking at um, some places recently here even with um, for their bakery and to put in and commercial stuff and how's it work in retrospect to selling their home and taking equity or 401 money and all the details and all the uh, different things that are needed to be able to try to transition and get a better place for their business and all that kind of stuff like that. So a lot involved. It's definitely crazy complex. The rules are changing all the time. And that's why we're here, guys, to keep you on the pulse. So, all right, we talked last week about final thoughts 2021 in the real estate market. Gave you lots of good ideas, a lot of statistical data and things like that so that we have a little bit of a good reference to know kind of what's going on. Because, guys, it's like a roadmap. It is so important to have a plan. And and uh, there's there's this is one piece of it that is part of the trend stuff that this really never does get boring because it helps stay as head of things as possible to not have that crazy surprise because, man, this is not the thing to have surprise in at all because um, I don't want to be the one in the deer in headlights and going, well, I, could, I should have seen that. I could have seen that. I don't want to do that. I want to say this is what makes pretty good sense. Here's like, you know, think about it. What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? So, all right, what thoughts do you have? We we're going to finish up from last week and get into some uh, 2022 stuff. Go ahead. So my thoughts from last week is um, when you were talking about uh, first-time buyers uh, were 34%. So basically one out of every three buyers uh, last year was a first-time home buyer. That number has kind of stuck with me. Like that's a big number. And I remember after the show last week you had said, "Is that were you surprised by that? And I said, well, yes, because we work with a lot of buyers that are first-time home buyers. We focus a lot on first-time home buyers, and they were probably about 40% of our business. I didn't think that they were that close in the as far as the whole industry. So the numbers you brought up last week, um, out of all of them, that was the one that I thought was uh, the most impressive, and we talked a little bit, that that number is going to continue. That trend is going to continue. You know, um, parents are downsizing. The children are, you know, time to move out time to get an apartment, time to buy a house. Parents are more willing to help children, their children, because their house is appreciated. So giving a gift of equity to buy their house, doing things like giving a gift, you know, we started to see that more in the last six months of 2022, where we had a lot of people that were doing gifts of equity and selling the house. We could probably do a whole show on how that process works. We need to, yes, because we're seeing, yeah, that's an important one there of, uh, yeah, how does gifting money work? What are the rules? Where's a lot of come from? How long has it got to sit in a bank account or not? Or all those stuff. I mean, can it come out from the cash under the mattress? You know, so that is huge because um, I don't think it's, it's something that, um, you know, that people talk about much, but it is something that's valid. And, and it's, and it's something that some people may miss out on because they don't even know you can like, I didn't know I could do it that way or I do it this way or whatever. So yes, that's on you. You I'm just going to explain like a a, a one minute scenario, a gift of equity. Money does not exchange hands. Cash does not go into a bank account and then come out a gift of equity. And we had we had, I think, six transactions in November and December combined where a gift of equity from a parent, and what they're doing is they're selling their house to their child. 
and they are selling it for X amount of dollars. So I'm going to use a very quick scenario. Mm-hmm. House is worth five fifty. They say, hey, you know, we're going to leave a realtor out of the situation, so we're going to sell oh, it to you. No. <laughs> well, we're going to sell it to it's you family. for five. Yeah, because it's family. <laughs> we're going to sell it to you for five hundred thousand. Yeah. So we're not going to upset your other two siblings. Yep. yep. And we're yep. not going to give it away. But what we are going to do is we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars as a gift of equity. Oh, so yeah. So your okay. loan amount with Terry is only going to be four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. We're going to sell it to you for five hundred, so you're not going to have mortgage insurance on the loan. Oh, is that smart? Okay, so you're giving that gift of equity. That does not. That does count for the lifetime gift, which is well over a million dollars. So if you give a hundred thousand, you're not going to scratch that number. But basically, what you're doing is you're gifting equity that you already have in the house. Some people will say, well, I want to sell the house for 400 to my son. That's great. Why don't we sell it to, to him for 500 and then we'll give him a 100000 gift of equity and then he doesn't have to bring mortgage insurance into the play. If you sell it to him for 400 he's got to come up with a down payment. Chances are he's only got 5 or 10%. So why do that to your son? You're selling it to him for less Let's give him that gift of equity, and let's basically make it so he can buy the house, he can feel comfortable, and he starts off on the right foot. So that's and we could do a whole show on it. Man, let's do it. This is you. Are you predicting we're going to see a lot more, more and more of this in the future? Yes. Okay. That's, yes. That's why, because it's going to be a trend. It's going to become more common and get ahead of it and utilize it and do it. Uh, the benefit of it now, and not say, man, I didn't know we could have done that. No one told me. I can tell you this now. We don't want anybody saying, I, you didn't tell me. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I just didn't, you know. Um, so, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so the, so the reason we saw, we saw a ton more transactions where it was parents selling to the child. The reason that we saw it, Darren. Yeah, why? I was going to ask that, but let's do it while we're there. I believe we saw it for two reasons. Number one reason is with the house prices escalating. Okay, the parents were going to probably sell that house anyway. With the rates extremely low, right? Yep. With the rates extremely low, the kids are in the market to buy a house, but are losing out on contracts because there's three, four, five offers. So the parents have a desire to sell because their house is worth more. Granted, they're giving some of away in equity. But they're okay with that. But they're allowing their children to get into a house, get into a comfortable payment, but not have to overpay and kind of go after. I mean, I had four friends in the last three months sell their houses and move to Florida. Yeah. Doing okay. It. Yep. And um, one of them sold them to their to their child. So it's it's. So the reason it is is it's there's such a high demand that it's pushing the value up. So they're giving that equity back to their child, and then their child does not have to be in battle to um, fight for a home. There you go. If you're thinking of considering doing this, guys, end of the program, call Terry up. And uh, all right, Terry, let's move on. Buyer's search. This was just the last piece of information from last week about, about what we've seen. The buyer's search was eight weeks and saw eight homes. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. 
79% of all buyers lost out on at least one multiple offer situation. So if you were in the um, the coveted 19% of buyers, and I had a few this year, and boy, they know it, uh, that first time, first home, first offer, bingo, <laughs> That is rare. It's like it felt like a lottery ticket, but nineteen percent, you know, don't get their butts beat out. So, you know, I wonder um, how many of that uh, percentage paid cash. Oh, the nineteen percent. Yeah. Oh, it had to be. It had to oh, be. It, well over half of them. Oh, guaranteed it, and I guarantee the other. I guarantee the other thing that caused them right away out of the gate is they probably had a pretty good real estate agent that knew how to navigate and strategically say, this is how you win, period. Um, this is what you're going to have to do, and if you don't do it, you're not going to win because there's 10 other offers or five. I think the other big thing is, and I'm just having fun with the real estate thing, but it's true. Um, but this is what's really, really true strategically. I would guess definitely 75% of them or more basically waived the appraisal or had an under appraisal addendum that was not like, well, we'll go $5,000 above an appraisal issue on a half million dollar home. That's not going to impress nobody. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're going 30 grand, hey, and if you're really, really going wild, Basically, they threw it out by saying, we'll go 100%. Doesn't matter what appraises. We're going to bridge the gap 100% of the differential. Man, when I saw a few of those on the listings I sold this uh, this year, I called my sellers and I said, you need to sit down and put a seatbelt on. Don't just be sitting down. Get a seatbelt on. Take your COVID mask off because you're going to hyperventilate. Mm -hmm. Put a seatbelt on because you're going to fall out of your chair if you don't. And, like, have an adult drink ready to go because we're going to party. Can you believe it? I'm telling you, that that's what I – that has to be it. But here's the thing. I don't know how – I don't even know how what kind of research that could cough that up to be, you know, that. But that's my prediction. So, all right, let's move on. That's some fun stuff, though. We'll see what this year does, right? I guarantee it's not going to be that high. 52% of buyers said the most important thing that they needed – from their agent this last year was finding the right home because people are frustrated. Is it really out there, right? Because of the lack of inventory. And then being really proficient at advising how to win in a multiple offer situation. Bing, 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 bing. Buy buyers were like, you need to literally tell me the pros and cons of every possible option we have at our fingertips to win and not lose. That was really the whole conversation with buyers this whole last year. Yes. That was it. And and, and I think a, I think a lot of the buyers, Darren, didn't uh didn't focus that much on what it would take to win a deal until they lost a couple. Yeah, too. I would say you're absolutely right. Yep. After two times of getting knocked out of the ring, that's when they came to me and said I'll never question your opinion now. It's Just time to roll up the Tell sleeves. me what the heck we need to do to win, and I'm all in. Yeah, it took about two. You're right, two. Yeah. I I don't remember too many that lost on three or four either. Cause I, but I did, I'll tell you, this year I did have some that were like second place out of 10 offers and 15, and I couldn't sleep at night. I'm just going to be honest. I was that upset. I couldn't sleep. 
I mean, like, come on. Who wants to be second place out of 10 runners? That's embarrassing. That's almost like like one more little tweak. What could we have done? And and it's just sometimes it's not it's not like that. It's like and sometimes with some of these other offers, you don't get the truth of like you don't know exactly what we could have done. But there were a couple I did because I was friends with the listing agent. And I'm like, look, just just help me help you. I did the Jerry Maguire thing. Like, yeah. help me help you. Help me. Just just tell me what was the real deciding factor, no whole bars, nuns, if they can ethically do it. Of course, if it was an ethical thing like like disclosing something that would potentially not take care of and protect their client's um, best interest, of course, I would never, ever do that. But I said anything outside of that, think about it. Get back to me. Don't have to tell me right away. Just think it through and make sure you're we're in a safe harbor and all that stuff like that. So go ahead. Well, it'd be like uh, Ricky Bobby said in Talladega Nights, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky Bobby. All right, interest rates. Seems like they were just below 3% for most of the year and now stable at the lower 3% range. But they were below that, as we talked about. You gave information about that before. And then buyer demand has remained um, very, very steady and will be slightly down for 2022, we know. And that's primary based on, number one, affordability, interest rates going higher. And the, those are the primaries. The secondary is the emotional fear. Believe it or not, facts are going to win this year again because the emotional fear of a market crash, crash, economic decline, stock market, jobs, inflationary, and future predictability of cost of life, you know, is really kind of secondary is, is all regard. And the secondary of life prediction to cost of life is like a baby on the way. Uh, we're going to need to purchase a new car this year. We already know that one's going to die at some point this year. It's that planning for the future, rainy day kind of stuff like that. Um, that's, that's a prevalent thing. I do like to say to buyers when you're thinking of your affordability, I do want you to think of those things. Like, is there anything I need to know? And that could be on the good side. I'll ask them, Hey, are you going to get like a job increase or a bonus this year coming up? Yeah. In fact, we are. All right. Like, good. Is it guaranteed? Yeah. It's guaranteed with my job. Really good. Talk to Terry about that because he'll probably ask you, but I'm going to tell you to be on the front line of that stuff like that. So, all right. So that's the uh, final things from that. All right. Today's program is this also. What can buyers expect for a spring market? What can they expect? Predictability of 2022. A little higher inventory amounts of homes to choose from. My prediction is maybe 10 to 15% higher than last year's. That's my prediction. Okay. Any thoughts on that? 10 to 15% higher than last year's. So, as the last year's averages, like each month, January, February, March, whatever the average was. I think that's a very fair prediction. I say 10 to 15% more homes buyers are going to get to choose from. Yes. Yep. I, I agree with that. If somebody says, Darren, why is that? Because I think there's going to be more sellers that are going to be more on the fringe of selling this year than last year that are more inclined to want, they're more focused on not a life change, but more like, ooh. Ooh, the bottom didn't drop out last year. That's that small number, but that's that, ooh, the bottom didn't change and drop out last year, and it's slowing down, or it might this year. Ooh, let's get out now. This is the poker player that has stayed in the game, stayed in the game, stayed in the game, stayed in the game, and then there's only one more card you get to deal with, and now you got to make a decision. That's going to be this seller this year. That's mm-hmm. who those guys are going to be. They've been, in, they've been thinking about the game. They're not going to come out of nowhere. The people that come out of nowhere has a job change or a life change, a health issue. We have to sell. We weren't even thinking about it three months ago, for goodness gracious. That's not who I'm talking about. You got it? 
Yeah. That makes sense. All right. So a little higher inventory. Uh, the factors of the sellers, uh, the factors of the sellers who feel it's time to cash out, rate of ret- higher higher rate of retirement, multi-generational demand with affordability. That's gonna that is increasingly kicking in. I think it's a lot of that stuff that's gonna do that. And then not as and then this year I'm predicting not as many multiple offer deals, but there will be too many cases where you're gonna be the only I think there's gonna be more cases where buyers are gonna be the only offer. Okay. I think that's going to be 35% of the time, depending on what price range you are in. That multiple offer always, always dictates about the price range you're in because the price range you're in dictates how many buyers are in that and who can afford it. You're not going to have the same demand for a million-dollar home versus a half-million-dollar home. It never will be like that. So that is something I pay attention to. So I'm going to say that's a thing to pay that's that's going to be very prevalent it's not as many multiple offers across the board that's interesting cuz my feel is that that you're saying about 1 in 3 will have multiple offers i'm thinking it's i'm thinking it's going to probably almost 66% 2 and 3 mm-hmm. that's kind of my feeling because of the demand that i'm feeling the pressure that I'm feeling from buyers that are really just getting geared up, and there's no, there's nothing on the market now, so so my initial feeling is that number will is going to be double. But I, I, that's just my prediction. But I'm going to predict we go over 550 homes active on the market for sale at some point in 2022. Also, okay, I believe that too. All right, but I'm glad we're on a little different. On it. We'll see. What may change in terms of uh, what's going to change in as far as terms and conditions and such? Um, buyers, as is, they're still going to be very much expected from the seller to buy as is, depending on multiple offers and things like that. But even without, I've seen that. And I think there's going to be a little more pushback from the buyer saying, wait a minute, if I'm the only offer on the ones that are, <laughs> right. why would I do an as is? Uh, why would I not ask for closing help? Why would I not offer less or I'm going to want a little rent back money or something of that nature? I'm telling you, buyers, if they've heard their friends at the Christmas party we just had, find out that the buyers then got nothing from the sellers like, or the sellers had to give up no concessions. I'm telling you what, there's going to be some like, I want at least something out of this deal this year maybe. I think there's going to be more of the thoughts coming up. I'm not going to be surprised. What do you think? Um, I definitely think that. Um, but once again, going back to what I just said, I think that demand – uh, is going to be pretty – buyers are going to want to leave to make sure that they put their best foot forward because some buyers are coming out are, – are, are on the sidelines from, you know, the battles that they had in 2021, 20, you know, September, October. They just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to wait till next year. And they're kind of regrouping. So – yeah, I definitely think that um, exactly what you're saying, that as is, is going to be so very important. Um, it was like the one offer uh, uh, where it was the only offer and it was list price. And the seller said, well, I want it above list price. And it's like, well, it's the only offer. So that's your list price offer. So definitely think that the as is will still be very, very much very prevalent, and I also think that mm-hmm. sellers still will not accept paying closing costs 
uh, on as a deals, whole. As yeah, a whole. that's maybe 10% on yeah. if that. All right, so this is a question for you. Do you think buyers are going to be more aggressive to lock in interest rates as soon as possible with a looming interest rate maybe on the rise? And also shop more because there's going to be more and more lenders and all them out there, in, you know, Internet stuff, this, that, news and everything, dangling more shiny penners like, oh, come with us, come with us. We're going to give you like a lower interest rate than anybody and blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Okay, so that's two questions. The first one I'm going to answer is, do you think buyers will be more aggressive to lock interest rates as soon as possible with looming rising interest rates? Yes, 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 100%. So what we've done at Presidential, which kind of makes it nice, is we have a 120-day lock. Nice. Which is perfect for new construction, okay? So it helps out tremendously if you're looking to build a home. One of the biggest objections of building a home that I see, that I hear, is, well, I don't know what the rates are going to be when the house is finished. Yeah. So when yep. I took that back to the bank and said, okay, this is what I'm hearing, 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 hearing. Do something what can we it. do? They said, okay. So they came up with a 120-day rate lock, and it doesn't have to be for new construction. It doesn't have to be for new construction. So Yes, people want the 120-day locks. They want to lock in as soon as that contract is in because they know rates are going up. So, yes, that is 100%. Are they going to shop more? Yes, they're going to shop more. And that's because there will be more competition out there. But this is what's very important. When I write a letter that's a pre-approval letter for somebody and I'm a local bank and somebody can call me at night mm-hmm. and somebody knows me and somebody's accepted my letter before. It's a game changer. It's a game changer to get your contract accepted if your letter comes from a third party online third party online there. in California yep. or headquartered in Michigan or does a lot of advertising. That Those guys really just focus on refis. Yep. But they will do the they will do the sales, but it's going to cost you contract your contract being accepted if you have letters from these internet lenders, these Yeah, just out there. They're just not local. Bottom line is they're not local. There's nothing in that regard. So, all right. Oh, we got one more minute, Terry. That is good stuff. Um I I oh, this was one of the questions and this you can do we can talk about it on one of the shows or whenever you want. Um, somebody had asked, when when are we going to have a 40-year mortgage? Uh, don't do that now. That's okay. just a question. But okay. I want you to That's think about that That's a very good question. Because you know what I said to them? I'm going to let that go to Terry. How's that? I will answer that next week. All right. Last thing is this. So you think short sales and foreclosures are going to be well on the way from what we are learning? That is not going to be the case. 80%, 88% of all homes across the United States have uh, positive equity in their homes, the mass majority that do not have equity much at all, it's because they have a second home line of credit they've maxed out. That's just the basic thing of that. And therefore, most sellers in a position to sell ASAP, even if they have a job loss, health concerns, this, that, or whatever, they're pretty much going to be fine for the moment. Um, I've not had a short sale for two years now, and I have not had a foreclosure dealing with in three years. So if that gives you any indications, and the whole entire market is less than 1%, is where we find in the normal market, it's 3 to 5% of distressed property. So, all right, Terry, take care. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Thanks, guys. Happy selling and buying, and we will see you soon next week. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. 
Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.